0: Hello, I'm Gemma Kearney, and this is Sorry Not Sorry, brought to you by Galaxy Chocolate, a podcast helping you take time to actively choose, would you believe... Pleasure. Finding quality time for ourselves is very important to our overall well-being, so we want to do something about it. Together, we're empowering the next generation of women to choose more pleasure than the last. According to research commissioned by Galaxy Chocolate, a quarter of Brits have admitted that they're simply too busy to enjoy themselves as much as they'd like. And 18 to 34-year-olds rank themselves the lowest with regards to happiness at just a 5.9 out of 10 not good enough as far as I'm concerned. In this second series, we speak to even more interesting and inspiring guests to get their take on how they find that time and what they choose to do with it. This week, I'm joined by Emily Atak, actress, comedian, author and television presenter. You will remember her from playing Charlotte in The Inbetweeners, but she's done so much more. And for capturing the nation's hearts on I'm a Celeb. Hello and welcome. Hello, what a nice introduction, thank you. Oh, You're, you're <laughs> absolutely welcome. And you also oh my. get to dip in to the giant hamper of Galaxy oh. Chocolate. Oh, I
1: thought you'd never ask. <laughs>
0: what are you going for?
1: Right, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for the caramel one.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Yo, low. Have you seen the new
0: vegan selection? Nah, I'll stick with this one. <laughs> I am desperate to try this caramel and sea salt from the vegan. Oh,
1: sea salt? No, see, I love sea salt yeah, and chocolate. Well, let's get some, don't
0: worry. We can. It's like the rudest podcast recording ever. We just sort of oh. munch on air. Oh, my God. So I've got so much to ask you. You're so busy at mm. the moment. Like, mm. you just described your week to me and it made me get a headache at the thought of yeah. it. Especially as I can understand when it get when it comes to getting up early. So explain.
1: I'm extremely busy and I, I cannot complain. But in the last kind of since leaving the jungle, really, I've done like a crash course in life, in my work life, relationships, friendships. I've just turned 30. I feel like I'm going through a phase of my life where everything is kind of I'm being faced with everything and it, everything's just kind of going through the roof and it's busy, busy, busy. It's incredible. It's amazing. But yeah, it's tiring. It's very, very tiring.
0: I think it's interesting that you mention. oh, I can't complain.
1: Because
0: mm. it's a regular phrase, isn't it? Yeah. That we say to <laughs> ourselves, particularly mm. if you feel like you're living your dreams mm. and you might be uh, deemed as successful. Mm. If you if you are a go-getter and you're starting to get the things that you want. Yeah. And then you get tired and then you feel like you can't complain.
1: Yeah, That's <laughs> honestly, that's how I feel. I feel guilty for complaining because I, you know, being an actress, being a, in in the past an out of work actress with no money, you know, nothing kind of no work to kind of look forward to. I know what it feels like to to kind of have nothing. So I really try not to complain. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm only human. So I complain quietly to myself and to my sister and my mum. But. I don't go around work going, oh my God, I'm naked. Oh God, I don't want to do this. You know, um, I'm always just very grateful to be there, you know.
0: So, you were in the in between is when you were 17. Mm-hmm. What was that like growing up kind of in a public eye and with something so popular?
1: I knew what I wanted to do and I knew that it was going to be great and I knew it was going to be tough. Being so young was interesting. I mean, at the time, I just felt like it was definitely what I was meant to be doing. So I kind of, I didn't know any different. I felt like when I was at school, everybody knew that's what I wanted to do. I was like the show off kid, you know, everybody whispered about me and talked about me all the time. And, you know, I was kind of that person. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. And so I kind of feel like life you know all of a sudden you're on telly and you're in the papers it, it wasn't really that much different like I would read stuff about me on the toilet walls in the in school I was, the only difference is I was reading about it in newspapers you know I just thought ah, people have been saying things about me like my whole life so it was kind of fine I, I guess I had a thick skin in that sense And it was just, it was great fun. It was an amazing series to do. It completely changed my life. And it helped me through a really, really difficult time. My parents had just divorced and things were really, really tough at home. And I think that just really spurred me on to want to get out there and just kind of do things for myself. I moved out when I was 17. I was lucky enough to financially, you know, support myself. That was my version of my uni years of being 17, living in a flat with my sister, who was like 16. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we were very naughty and (laughs) just had boys around all the time. And yeah, it was pretty wild, uh, but it sort of taught me how to. I had to learn how to cook. I had to learn how to pay bills. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good thing really, and I'm glad I did it that way. My mum did the same thing when she was 17. She moved out and she she lived in Liverpool, and then she moved uh, to London to be an actress. Um, it was kind of a very similar path. So, so yeah, when, when people kind of compare their lives at 17, and go, well, I was, you know, I was still in school. I don't know any different because that was the choice I made. So, uh, and I'm glad I made it. This was kind of before social media was a a huge thing. I remember um, the Inbetweeners actually came out two weeks before Instagram came out. So the Inbetweeners kind of became successful without social media, really. Facebook had just sort of started to become like a really big thing. And... The day after that, I'd been on the the betweeners for the first time, and I was getting loads and loads of friend requests, and I was just accepting them all, going, "Yay, everyone wants to be my friend. This is great." And then I soon realised that, you, yeah, you can't really do that, um, and I had to kind of make my, you know, make everything a bit more private. But mm. I feel like I learnt in a really interesting time, just when social media was just on the brink of of exploding. Um, but yeah, I look at young people now and think, I just don't know how I deal with that pressure now of social media being the biggest that it's ever been and the scrutiny that everybody is under whether you're in the public eye or not it's still a very difficult world to live in
0: I totally agree I feel the same it makes me shudder at the thought yeah because I had quite a troubled like up and down Mm. younger life and having that pressure Mm. where everybody can like sort of be involved in it Mm. uh, particularly being in it in in a public eye. Mm.
1: Whoa! Yeah. yeah, Very scary. Well, it's every everybody is essentially under the microscope now. Everybody is in the spotlight. You know, if you are on social media, you're putting yourself out there um, for criticism, mm. whether you're famous or not.
0: How do we find respite from that? Where, where do we get to switch off?
1: I go to the pub. <laughs> yeah. I like going to pubs. <laughs> and do you know my saviour? I always say when things can get really mad. I still hang around with the people I went to school with. I still hang around people that I've known since I was 10 years old. And they are my lifeline in all of this. You know, they keep me completely grounded. I would say I'm a very grounded person anyway. I was always brought up to be that way. I don't allow myself to be swallowed up into the the world and how dark that sort of celeb world can be it can be really great and it's fun and I love going off and having all the fun but then I like going home afterwards Mm. and closing Mm. the door on it and seeing my friends who have known me since I was a child Um, and I think for me we all live on the same road in North London, we all I just hang around there with them and I know how to close the door on the madness. But yeah, these girls who I have in my life, they are my my saviour in all of this.
0: Think. So the pub is the number one activity. Pub. I love pubs.
1: <laughs> I just love them so much. I just love how relaxed I feel in there. It's just something me and my friends all love to do. It's my hobby. Yeah. You know, I'm no good at exercise. <laughs> I try. I do exercise for my mental health and, you know, but I'm not a sporty person. I, I like going to the pub with my friends and just switching off for a while and, yeah, shutting everything out. That's my vice. That's what I do. Nice. Yeah. And very sort of simple. Yeah.
0: A public house is yeah. is there to be an extended house. Yeah. Warm, cozy. It's not just about drinking. Exactly. It's about social interaction.
1: Yeah, get a ball game out. Get oh, a cheese board yeah. going. Lovely. Oh, stop it, Emily. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> some chocolate. But you see some exactly. Some people some people go to spas. I c I can't bear spas. I can't bear them, people walking around in their robes, like people that you don't know. I don't want to see people I don't know in their robes, no shoes on, oh no. I don't want to see couples walking around holding hands in their robes. It's like, oh, have you just done some naughty things in your room? That's so funny. Um, Yeah, can't bear spas, none of that, but pub, get me in there any day. So you just turned 30. Yeah.
0: And it made you very reflective. Yes. And you wrote a book about it. Yeah. Tell me, what has it been like?
1: It's, do you know, I, it's been one of those things that I've been absolutely terrified of for so long, so much so that I started writing about it and talking about it and I was panicking, you know. I was kind of going, oh my God, I'm going to hit 30 and I don't own a house. I haven't got a ring on my finger you know, got no, no potential kids on the way and all these pressures we feel as women to kind of feel that we should have things knuckled down a little bit by now or tick things off a bucket list, you know. And I was really panicking about it and the more I started to talk about it and write about it, the more I realised, you know, it, it is a thing, people really do feel this way. But then weirdly, ironically, since actually turning 30... And writing, writing my show, writing my book, coming out the jungle and having all these amazing things happening to me. This has been the best couple of years of my life. And I went out of my 20s thinking I was going to be so frightened. And actually, I've never been more secure and more content and more kind of um, in the know of who I am and what I want from life. And I thought it was such a myth when people are like, no, you know, when you hit 30, it's it's the best year ever. And you really kind of find out who you are. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was just a myth. Uh, But it really has happened for me. What a wonderful
0: thing to hear. (laughs) Very inspiring. Have you got any tips as to how we can all achieve that self-contentment?
1: I think just as I say, just like, just it's about the people that you keep around you. Um, I'm so lucky I'm lucky enough that I have an amazing family as well I've got, um, you know, my team as well My my agent is my sister mm. So that's great um, My, you know, my cousin is my makeup artist and I, you know, I've got this I've accidentally created this diva entourage Without even meaning to <laughs> Just because everyone's in my family You know, my, my parents are in the industry They get it Like, we're all a very close family They've watched me climb the very slippery slope of um the industry that we're in and not just in the industry but in my personal life too i've had lots and lots and lots of struggles um i've been very very up and down and yeah they've just been there for me throughout um uh, as i as i've been there for them and they've just kept me going and i think they're the answer to it all really so how do you
0: switch off if you work with your family and you are all kind of entwined in similar industries oh, it's hard when do you just kick back and chill or are you talking about work quite a lot together we
1: always say so whenever me and my sister are out we all have the same me and my sister have the same group of friends and when we're all kind of out together the girls kind of go right no work talk now because we'll just sit there and we'll start talking about something completely unrelated like what we're having for dinner mm. and then it will just move on to work and then all of a sudden we're like me me me, me, me talking about work and then everyone goes girls like no work and we're like right okay okay and then it gets a bit heated and then we go no I don't think we should be doing this we in that and then we stop and then just laugh about something stupid and then it's fine um but yeah it's 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 really interesting and some people kind of say oh my god I don't know how you work with your sister in a close proximity like that but it just works for us we've, yeah we've been like that since we were three and five you know it was always her pushing me around in the pram even though she was younger <laughs> and do you give yourself time isn't in the pub but
0: still to have pleasure do you go on big holidays like what is your off
1: time yeah we love our trips to ibiza me and the girls we love going there um we've got a um a holiday a a family place that we go to in a place called mahaca in spain Um that's kind of a huge sanctuary for us um we love going there and to be honest i'm quite lazy and uh, when that alarm goes off to go on holiday i think Oh, I don't know if I can be bothered really <laughs> the 5am 5 5 a. alarm goes off and I think I don't have to go <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm quite I'm easily pleased like, I like waking up in my own bed um, on a Saturday morning you know there's no one there bugging me like telling me I need to be anywhere <laughs> I make toast and I sit in bed and I watch The Office in bed or extras or you know Watch my box sets, and I just chill for a bit, and uh, go on go on Instagram for a bit, stick up a fit selfie, watch the likes rolling, (laughs) Um, and then just yeah, just like chill. I just I'm I'm very easily pleased. Really, I'm not I'm not a very extravagant person. I don't I'm not bothered about like someone could ring me and go. Right, I've got an opportunity to go on a private jet tomorrow, somewhere really far away. Um, Rita Ora is going to be there, you know. And I go, oh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> and I'm sat there in like my pyjamas going, I could just stay at home and watch a film and see my friends. And that's just kind of who I am. I'm a bit lazy, really. I like the simple things in life.
0: But shouldn't we all, actually, because it's quite exhausting not to?
1: Yeah, I I, I never... I don't really get FOMO. Like, if if there's, like, a really massive thing going on... I, I get more FOMO when it's, like, my closest friends and they're all going to the pub like for you know on a Saturday I get more if I can't go to that I get more upset and if I have to go to a work thing and I'm missing that yeah, that's what I get more FOMO about I don't get FOMO about big celeb do's or awards parties or anything like that so
0: your pleasure is your friends isn't it yeah
1: they're so funny they are the most ridiculous group of girls we I call them the gaggle because there's me and Sky Um, me and my best friend Sky who I've known since like the longest since I was like eight years old and we're like really tall and the other tiny little geese and the rest of them they're all really small and we sort of waddle in front of them and they like waddle behind us like you know like a clan of geese like the gaggle yeah so we call them the gaggle
0: this is so cute oh I love it I love it so you've done so much since The Jungle since Inbetweeners films made your own comedy show uh, a book that I've mentioned there's been so much like how do you even have time in your head to think of like what's next creatively
1: well I mean, the lovely thing at the moment is that for the first time, I'm being able to create my own stuff. Whereas before, it's always been, you know, I go to an audition, I audition for something, I either get the part or I don't. I've been very lucky enough to have some lovely roles that I've really enjoyed where I've worked with some amazing actors, like some of my biggest heroes. And that's all been great. But yeah, I got to a point where I was wanting to read my own lines that I've written. I was always very typecast. And that's, you know, as I say, I've been very lucky to play all these glamorous, fun roles. But... I want. I wanted to let people know there was more to me than just being a bit of a pin-up type, mm-hmm. and because you, you know, you're very typecast, especially when you get such a big hit so quickly. At seventeen, it was the in Inbetweeners. Charlotte Hinchcliffe, my character was, you know, very girl next door, you know, girl with big boobs at school, you know, um, and for a very long time, I just rode on the back of that, and I did fhm covers and all that kind of stuff and don't get me wrong i've got them framed in a plaque like i'm very proud of those like i'll never look like that ever again but at the same time i wanted to show i've got a personality that i want to show off i i don't just want to show off my boobs and my bum i'm getting a bit older now everything's everything's facing a bit more (laughs) downwards um and yeah i just i wanted to I wanted to write my own stuff. And I think in order to do that, you've got to show people who you are as a person a little bit more. Um, Because people just didn't really know who I was as a person. They just saw me as, you know, yeah, a bit of a pin-up type. And we all know how judgmental people can be when you do things like that. And I just wanted to show that it it just, none of that stuff reflects who I am at at all. Yes, all right, I've got my, stripped down to my pants for, to promote a film. But, you know, (laughs) needs must. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise no one
0: would see the film. Is that how you <laughs> genuinely feel? You just don't mind about it at all because I believe yeah. you're sitting in this room. I just think there's so much hype and discussion about maybe a culture just slightly before now mm. where that would have been an aspiration, absolutely. Mm. Like, I remember being on a holiday with mates and like it was all about like yeah. the FHM dream mm. and now that's kind of shifted as seen as like, a bit anti-feminist. Like, but
1: mm. Oh, y- I disagree with that. I, I feel like... I'm I'm proud of those things and I don't look back at that and and feel ashamed. I don't feel cringed out by it. I did that because I was comfortable to do it. Yeah you know, it was a very controlled situation. I always worked with lovely photographers. I wore beautiful underwear, beautiful yeah. clothes. You loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved doing those photo shoots and I'm not afraid to admit that.
0: I really didn't mind them. I think confidence as well confuses people, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally.
1: I did feel pretty and I I was slim and I blonde and, you know, and everybody was being very nice to me and saying nicely. Obviously, you know, you get horrible comments and things online, but no, I always felt comfortable enough to to do that and I'm I'm definitely not ashamed of that and I don't think it's anti feminist at all. I think I think it's well it's that classic thing. If you've got it and you want to flaunt it, flaunt it. If you get the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It'll be one of those things I'll look back and I'll probably show my grandkids and go, That's what I used to look like. <laughs> um but yeah, I I'd I say it's the opposite. I was I was celebrating my my Womanly body, <laughs> your like, femininity yes, I was. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there'll always be an element of me that will do that. You know, I've if I'm if I've had a few drinks and I'm around my mate's house and we're all being silly, I've, I'll probably flop a boob out, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I love you, Emily. <laughs> I'm always that one, I go, wait, I was like, oh god, she's at it again. <laughs> Do you think that
0: the answer to happiness is just not taking things quite so seriously?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I've, I've had to really sort of teach myself, you've got to be able to laugh in the face of adversity. Because life is always going to be so difficult and full of awful things that we have to deal with. And that's why I love working in comedy. Mm. Basically, comedians, and the reason why I love being around comedians is because they're basically taking the things in their life that could make them really miserable... Um, and turning it into something good that everybody can laugh at and, you know, they're earning their money off it and everyone's happy, you know. I think we all need to do that a bit. Definitely, definitely.
0: And how do you not take things seriously online in terms of getting comments?
1: I'm so used to it now. For example, my weight—that is always a very key thing. My whole life, I've been called fat. I've never been skinny for TV. I was always the curvy girl. Um, it, and you, God, looking back at pictures when I was like two stone lighter, and I was still known as the curvy girl. And I just—I can't believe it when I look back at that. Yeah. But um, I've because I've always just known that. Um, and yet, you know, it does suck a bit. You s- I still see horrible comments about my weight online, but I'm just kind of used to it now. It's like, oh, great, oh, you're going to call me fat? Oh, what else is new, you know? I remember the first time I ever saw a comment about my weight and I was so shocked because it was never something I'd ever worried about. I was a slim girl growing up and it was never something I thought about. And then the first time I was on TV, first time I was on The Inbetweeners, and then people started talking about my weight And I just it was it was the biggest shock. I thought, Mm. oh, my God. And that and I wrote about this in my book. I thought that was the point and the moment where I realized it wasn't going to be easy because I just thought I was going to go and tell everyone's going to go. You're fabulous. Aren't you great? Aren't you gorgeous? Look at you with all the boys and all that. But it's yeah, it just doesn't happen that way. And yeah, my weight was always a thing because I was different to most actresses. Most actresses are very slim. Especially if playing the kind of sexy role, playing the the, the fit girl, mm, if you like, mm. people weren't used to seeing someone of my shape. I was curvier, but I'll always thank the writers of the Inbetweeners for for taking a chance on that because it was a bit different. Mm. Um, and yeah i like I like to hope that uh, and I remember through all the horrible comments, there are also nice ones as well saying you know it's it's nicer to see a healthier you know healthy looking girl playing the the you know the good looking girl at school and as I'm getting older now, for me, it genuinely is all about just being healthy and happy and just giving that off. You you radiate so much more beauty when you're happy and mm. you're content in yourself. Um, and I've actually found, even though I'm I'm the biggest I've ever been in my life, but I'm the most successful I've ever been. And people are relating to me more than ever. And I think with the jungle, if I had starved myself my whole life and I was, you know, size zero and miserable in that way, I wouldn't have succeeded in the jungle as much mm. as I did people say to me how they could just see that I was just completely carefree and I I was because I let go the second that I walked into that jungle I let go of the fact that I couldn't wear makeup and that was something that was very difficult for me to have to let go of wearing makeup on the telly oh my Mm. god um I knew I wasn't thin and I was going to have to wear all the bikinis and things Mm. and people were going to probably be quite surprised at how different my body shape is compared to what it used to be in the FHM days. And I thought to myself, if I spend one second worrying about that, I'm not going to enjoy my time in there, and no one's going to get to see who I really am. Mm. So I had to leave all those insecurities at the door, like, straight away. I just, I found such comfort in just letting go and just being free and not caring, like literally not caring and coming out of there, just seeing the reaction of young girls. It used to always be young lads that I'd get, you know, the the comments from. And now it's all these lovely little girls with their freckly faces and their nice mums and, mm. you know, coming over to me and saying all this lovely stuff. And that is so much more valuable to me um, than, you know, a, a bloke coming over going, Whoa, we get your boobs up for my for our son on for for the oh, for the camera. Please. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I really. think there is a joy in authenticity that we mm. don't necessarily talk about so much yeah. because I don't think people know how to be their most natural selves because it's so hard, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. To work out what that is, but mm. you were given that opportunity. I mean, it's not the most usual experience to mm-hmm. go into the jungle, but like you say, yeah. no makeup No phones.
1: Yeah, no filters. Getting on with it. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm so thankful for it. And any person, I know, you know, there are only probably about 200 people in the whole world that get to experience something like the jungle, but if anyone ever gets to experience anything like that, they get the opportunity to do anything like that. God, you've got to do it. It's just so liberating. We can do it in
0: simple ways, though, can't we? We can go away and switch our phones off. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: just go to, like, a little
1: retreat and just just chill, just like lie there on a beach with your legs open and get a bit of a breeze going. <laughs> Let it all hang out. <laughs> the only difference is with us was there was 11 million people watching every night. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't they think that. they were all so
0: relieved. Yeah. Everybody just was like... <sighs> but
1: yes, apparently so. And I came out and that's what everyone was saying. And I, Because when I was in that, I, you don't think there are 11 million people watching. You genuinely just don't think about it. You can't um and yeah i came out thank god that everyone was all right with it (laughs) (laughs) it's because realness is Mm, is i think i think people are dying for um for a breath of that sort of fresh air at the moment because everybody is so wrapped up in social media and you know um we kind of imprisoned to it i think yeah
0: at the moment all i want to do is throw my phone into the sea yeah I really I've had enough it's it's just yeah I'm finding ways I'm going to try it's going to take a while because I think it's literally like coming off of something isn't it
1: yeah no it is it's it's addictive it's completely addictive and so
0: entrenched in my work so I have to be really considerate of that Mm. and I'm Mm -hmm. proud of how hard I've worked to be in a position Mm. where I have a voice but in terms of what it does yeah. to us and how we can still enjoy the things that we enjoy, which yeah. might be um, connecting with people online mm. or listening to podcasts, etc. Like It's not completely saying no to all mm. of these brilliant advances in technology, but mm. really, really thinking about like who I follow, yeah. how much time I spend on there, compared yeah. to reading a book yeah. for example mm-hmm. it's a lot of a, a lot more calm to yeah. read a physical totally. book yeah you know? and read my one
1: <laughs> yes exactly
0: <laughs> exactly so you're also an advocate for being a single woman yeah man
1: <laughs> yeah uh, well do you know this was always something you're gonna tell me you've met someone now aren't no you? no no not yet not yet but I um this was this is something that I have always struggled with so I've always been in relationships, always, since I was 13 years old. When I was 13, I met a boy at school that I was with for years, till I was 17, and then I was with someone, um, lovely guy from 17 to 22, and then uh, broke up with him, we're still very good friends, Um, and then I was with someone from 22 to just a couple of years ago. I've always been in relationships, and then I met somebody when I just came out the jungle last year. And I think because I had always been in relationships, I didn't yeah I didn't know how to be on my own. And it was when I was in the jungle and I was single. I was I was just getting over a heartbreak, really, and it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But what happened was I I came out. I, I decided in the jungle because I'd found this kind of newfound self-respect and self-love for myself and i just couldn't believe i'd done this amazing thing you know um i'd survived in there by myself i was surrounded by lovely people but you are very much on your own in there there's a Mm. lot of thinking you do in there you there's a lot of hours you sit and just stare at the sky Mm. you know um and i came out i met somebody very quickly and I think what happened was I I rushed into something a bit too quick because I just I didn't want to be on my own. I didn't know how to be on my own, and that 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 ended uh, in September. Um, and so since September, this is the first time I've been on my own for this amount of time. And I live on my own. Uh, also, something that 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 was the first the first time I've ever lived on my own, choosing to live on my own. And it's. It, it's been the best decision in the world that I could have made and everyone used to say to me, You've got to just be on your own for a bit, be on your own. I used to go, Oh, yeah, yeah and just in the back of my head I was going, No way, I can't be on my own. I can't be on my own. I don't know how to not have someone in bed with me. I don't know how to have a not have a partner. I don't know how to go to weddings by myself. The thought of that was was too painful for me. I just I I was terrified of being on my own and being on my own with my thoughts. And um I just I've just found this absolute joy of it, and I think it's genuinely just because I'm very comfortable with who I am now. Um, and yeah, I've I've got my little routines, my little things I like to do. I now know that if I am feeling low, I know how to pick myself up. I don't need to rely on a man to do that, because it's it's quite a toxic, dangerous thing if you're relying on somebody else for your happiness you've got to try and find happiness within yourself and it's mm. such a cliche but I'm, I'm really realizing at 30 that all these cliches are cliches for a reason yeah you know I've, I've used <laughs> in the last year I've used more <laughs> cliches than I ever have in my whole life um and I yeah I just I I think I've, I've really found that and, and also in the past I've put pressure on the relationship so much because I am quite I have been quite a difficult person at times a diff you know I've got my struggles and The the people that I've been with, I've I've relied on them for my happiness. And that's not fair. Don't get me wrong, I definitely want to get married and have kids and do all of that. But for once, I'm not chasing that and looking for that Hmm. Disney prince, you know. There's no such thing as that perfect guy. I just hope one day I will meet someone and it just naturally falls into place really nicely. You know, if life is kind to me in that way. And... Yeah, I'm just not putting that pressure on because it's it's unhealthy and it's not fair on yourself and it will only make you miserable. It's like looking for a four-leaf clover, you won't find one if you're looking for it's it. It's
0: true, it's <laughs> true. And I think that it becomes very messy in terms of what mm. you're putting out there yes, as well. Yes, totally, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't find the pleasure that we're seeking in one single lover. That's, that's yeah. the whole point yeah. of it. I've got
1: to be honest. I'm really enjoying being single. Good. I've got lovely men in my life who I spend time with and have fun with, and it's great, and that's fine. And there's no pressure on anything nobody's hurting me nobody I'm not crying over anyone the amount of men I have cried over I'm sick of it I'm, yeah. I can't do it anymore um I refuse to ever cry over a man ever again <laughs> I I can't do it I refuse
0: <laughs> I mean I'm just feeling your power right now this is you're radiating something yeah. very positive <laughs> uh, so, okay um what else is on your bucket list you've done so much Oof,
1: um I'd quite like to I wish I could say something interesting like, you know, people go, yeah, I want to skydive, do that. did all that. Uh, hated it. I <laughs> hated doing a skydive. Would never recommend it. Yeah. Um, it just gives you a wedgie. It's horrible. <laughs> um, bucket list, um, just, I'm just going to work, just keep working really, really hard. And again, you know, going back to the fact that I'm single, this is the perfect time to really just throw all energy into work. Because uh, when I am in a relationship, all I do is throw energy into the relationship. Um, I've got a lot of love together. Um, and, yeah, so I'm just literally, at the moment, I am I feel like I'm, like, everyone's like, oh, who are you having it off with at the moment? I'm not. I'm having it off with my career. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a massive affair with my career and um, yeah and it's not going to leave me in the morning hopefully <laughs> um, and yeah and I'm just throwing everything into my job into my into my career and I, I want to write things uh, just keep writing keep writing shows hopefully write a sitcom um, and yeah just kind of I, th- I think writing, writing is is kind of what, what I'm really doing at the moment mm-hmm. and producing and creating things. Everything I'm doing at the moment, I'm kind of in the middle of my bucket list at the moment.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? Which is <sighs> an awful question, but I have Ooh, to ask it.
1: Hopefully.
0: Because I find this one really scary. Yeah.
1: Um, hopefully, I will be healthy, um, happy. I'd love to to uh, at that point be settled down with maybe a couple of children I'd love to be a mum mm. I really would and I know you know I fly a flag for single women and that's great but I do want to find all that eventually I kind of want to be in 10 years I want to be where I am now but with a husband and babies lovely I think that's totally <laughs>
0: achievable yeah. Ah,
1: oh. <laughs> anyone know any lovely single men out there?
0: Uh, everyone's like no. But
1: you know, but I'm learning. There are really lovely single men out there, and yeah, are there? Yeah, like tell me where. Honestly, I've been on lovely dates recently. We should go out on the. Okay, pool. okay. Um, I go. On, I've been on some lovely dates, yeah. and I've never had a bad date. I have really lovely days. I don't, you know, I'm not really pursuing anything at the moment, like afterwards. That's, you know, it's my choice. Um, and that's the other thing. People always go, how are you still single? Why are you still single? I'm single out of choice. I yeah. really am. Um, you know, I go, on, I go on dates and then at the moment, I just haven't met someone yet that I'd like to continue. But I have a really nice time with them. I've become friends. I've made new friends out of it. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's there are really nice men out there. Okay. There are. This is the best podcast ever. <laughs> this is what we need for springtime. now I know what I deserve and who I am. I only surround myself with men who deserve my time. Love it. Thank I can you. Say that can't. I? Is that big, 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 big-headed? Big
0: no. no, 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 no. Don't apologise. It's really good. It's a good place to be at. What are three things that you do to step back and give yourself some perspective, and just give yourself pleasure first? Three things that are your switch-offs. Three things
1: that are my switch-offs. Definitely putting your phone down for a bit. Surrounding yourself with your closest friends. Do you know what? Popping the telly off and putting some music on, having a little dance in the living room. Mm. We like doing that on a Sunday. We always accidentally drink a bit too much on a Sunday um, and end up dancing, spinning each other around the living room. Lovely. It's what nice. a Bit of salsa, bit of Bambalaya, Bambalaya. It yeah. <laughs> goes from that to, like, Drake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm giving you one hour back to do whatever you want. It's pleasure. It's joyful. Whatever you fancy, what would you do with your one hour?
1: Oh, my God. Okay. I would go, I'd go to the pub. Where I'd get all my friends. I'd get the magic card out. My friends call my debit card the magic card. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only been the magic card in the last year or so. And it's not very magic anymore because I've spent it all on wine and, all my, and, and chips. And, um, I'd take the magic card to the pub with all my friends um, It would, I'd have to pay for some sunshine, um, (laughs) find somewhere that was really, really sunny and just sit all day. Oh, actually, right. No, I've got it. Yeah. Right. By a harbour somewhere. Lovely. With loads, like loads of seafood and wine being brought over by the sea with all my friends and my family, like my mum, all my aunties, all my cousins, all the girls. That sounds awesome. And do nothing else. Brilliant. (laughs) That's literally it
0: oh my god can I come? Yeah, yeah please. I'm totally down for that thank you so much for joining us today don't ever apologise for being you because you're wonderful you. um, yeah I'm so excited about your next 10 years <laughs> if you enjoyed it please subscribe for more incredible podcasts brought to you by Galaxy Chocolate and if you're feeling particularly generous give us a cheeky I don't know full five stars please uh, Emily and I would love that wouldn't we we would yeah uh, this is Sorry Not Sorry brought to you by Galaxy Chocolate until next time make sure that you find yourself an hour or three to eat seafood drink rhyme with all your favorite people or whatever you want to do just choose pleasure